0: Hey everybody, it is Lex and the B-Man Brian. Brian, what is up?
1: How are you, man? I am doing really, really good today, Lex. Are you doing good? Are you ready to go? Are you ready for this podcast? You energized? Yes,
0: it is the Flex Talk Podcast with the two most popular and famous guys in southeastern Wisconsin. According
1: (laughs) to us, by the way. That is according to us. Source, trust me, bro. (laughs) Yeah, this is a really, really good one today. We're very excited to be talking about this. Like Lex talked about last week, we are trying to branch off a little bit more than just into the fitness industry, which is kind of our area of expertise, but we're also trying to talk a little bit more about lifestyle topics and wellness and things that aren't necessarily related specifically to exercise. So we're going to keep that trend going today. And this is a lightning rod topic, which is social media. I think social media has affected all of us, especially since probably about 2008, 2010 started coming into prominence. So we're going to be talking about that today, social media, and we're going to focus a little bit on the negative aspects. And maybe that will encourage all of us a little bit to maybe make some changes to our social media. What do you think, Lex? How do you feel about this topic I mean, it is a mainstay in all of our lives, right? We're always on our
0: phones. We're always checking social media, trying to make ourselves a little bit more self-aware with what's what's going on, trying to stay in the know, uh, you know, trying to maintain your popularity on social media. I mean, it's all coming into play here. We're all talking about the good stuff and we're all talking about the negative side of things too. So, and how you can adjust and pivot and make
1: it, uh, make it your best life without having to depend on social media. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and just get into it then. And I think the first thing that we really wanted to touch on today was just unfortunately a very alarming trend that's going on right now in America and honestly probably the world, but we'll focus on America to start. And that is the just the rise of depression and anxiety not just amongst Everybody, but especially amongst our youth, that's one of the most troubling things. You know, as somebody that has a young niece and nephew that I love to death, um, I do not like seeing these trends and and this rise of depression and anxiety. Lex, for you personally, I mean, obviously you work, uh, you run a very successful gym, you meet lots of people, talk to lots of people. Have you noticed um, a rise in any sort of anxiety or depression? Maybe not just for your, not for your members specifically, but just in general in society. Have you also felt like social media has kind of contributed to that?
0: Yeah, I think the uh, idea of trying to be good enough, and trying to compare ourselves to you know the the celebrities and the, uh, the fitness uh influencers and everybody that surrounds as some people that we look up to i think there's a sense of am i good enough am i doing enough to be successful in my career am i doing enough to be uh more appealing to my significant other there's always those uh, uh comparisons so i think when you compare yourself and you're constantly looking at your phone there's always that am I good enough? Am I doing enough? And, you know, is it making me more of in a happy mood or a negative mood? And that's where we really need to take a step back and say, you know, what am I doing in my daily life that's affecting my mood, affects, affecting me emotionally, physically, and mentally. And I think that's where we need to take a look at things. And I, I certainly think that it's taken a dramatic effect in our emotional being.
1: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I think one area too, maybe we could talk about before we get into all the bad stuff, would be you know what are the good things i guess we can start with that first i think there are a lot of good things about social media obviously it has increased our ability to connect with other people especially people that live at long distances, just to kind of know what they're up to, check up on the family, see how things are going. Maybe you have family that live in other states, friends that live in other states. It is kind of cool to keep up with people in that sense. And then I would also add too, just being able to connect with celebrities. That's something that we've never really been able to do before in history. The fact that you can send out a tweet or something like that and actually have a celebrity respond, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Lex, my favorite baseball player of all time. Can you guess, Lex, who my favorite baseball player is? Any guess? Robin Yout. That is incorrect. My favorite <laughs> baseball player, this is 2023, Lex, by the way. Just want to let you know. My favorite baseball player is Mike Trout, and I tweeted at him a couple times over the last couple years. And he actually responded.
0: No way. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And and that gave me a lot of joy. That's really cool. That's something that makes you smile, makes you feel good. Like, wow, Mike Trout just actually, like, took in my tweet and responded.
0: And if you've been hiding under a rock over the last few years, he plays for the Los Angeles Angels, uh, just a superstar in the making. Injuries kind uh, kind of put a... I put him on the on the crutch a little bit in his baseball career, but he
1: is just an amazing baseball player, and uh, that's a good superstar to, to look after, Brian. 100%. And let me ask you the same question, Lex. So let's, let's just talk real briefly about the positives before we get into all the bad stuff. I think as a business owner, social media has probably been pretty good for you. Are there any other uh, benefits that you'd like to focus on that you think are just actually pretty good, that we're glad we have social media?
0: I think just being able to brand yourself as, you know, just in a sense of a business, uh, being able to brand yourself, whether that's working out or putting a vlog of yourself in your daily life, you really get an insight uh, to what other people are doing. You can let other people know what you're doing, what makes you special and makes you feel good about yourself, and being able to take pictures. And I think a lot, for a lot of photographers and those who are creative, it's a nice outlet for people to have to you know, be creative with the photos and the videos. I think even nowadays, some of the teenagers are doing crazy things with these vlogs and these videos that I can't even imagine. I thought I was very advanced and up-to-date with my, my video production, and some of these guys are just doing crazy things, and they look phenomenal on social media. So I think it's a, a good outlet for expanding your creativity and yourself and, and really uh, just uh, putting a focus on what makes you special. And I think that a lot of people are horning that, uh, that, that creativity.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way as you were. I'm just blown away, especially people like teenagers that know how to do all that stuff with like Photoshop and video editing. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And I really feel like it's even the playing field in a sense that anybody that wants to go out and build a brand and build a business, Get yourself a Facebook page, get yourself on Instagram. It is a lot easier these days to build a brand. There is a lot more competition out there, unfortunately, now because of that, but that's still okay. That makes everybody better and it still allows you to build a brand um, and it's a lot easier. So those are some of the positives, but you know, this is a lifestyle and wellness podcast. We're going to focus on some of the negatives so we can focus on making some positive changes. So when we talk about social media, the first one that we want to get into, and this one is um, personal for me, is cyberbullying. Lex, when it comes to cyberbullying, what are your thoughts on that with social media? Have you experienced it? Do you know anybody that's experienced cyberbullying? What comes to mind on that part? Mike Tyson. (laughs) You ever heard the quote him say, well, that people have gotten way
0: too comfortable with saying whatever they want without getting punched in the mouth?
1: That's good.
0: You know, it just just seems like people have lived this comfortability with just saying whatever they want and just feeling like they can express it to whoever they want, regardless if it's a celebrity or athlete or whoever it wants. And they can just say whatever they want until you get a a doorbell or knock on the door with Mike Tyson. You know, would you think twice about saying those things that you would say to somebody? I think you would think twice. I think people have just gotten way too comfortable with saying whatever is on their mind. They really need to check themselves.
1: Yeah, and I think the most annoying thing with that is the anonymity part of social media. So it's one thing if you talk crap to somebody online and your profile is public, you have your name posted. I'll give you a little bit of credit there. But most people that like to bully and like to troll online, they're anonymous. They don't have a picture of themselves posted. Um, There's no description. It's given people this really weird avenue to be able to pick on other people And just be really, really mean. Like Lex just said, these are things that people would never say to people in person. um, Or there's going to be consequences to that. It's crazy to think back to like the 1980s and the 1990s. If you went and talked crap about somebody, then there was going to be probably a severe consequence of doing so. So that is a big, big problem. And I'll be honest, it's something I even remember experiencing personally. So in high school... You remember Lex um, AOL Instant Messenger, of course. Oh yeah. What was your What was your screen name? Max Ball, baseball and Mexican. That was the, That was about as creative as I got back then. That is That is a terrible screen name. But we're gonna move on from that. Um, yeah, I was Brian Magic seventy six, and I remember these like just way more creative. Uh, hey, hey, it made sense to me. But I just remember like I would get these random messages from people just absolutely talking junk about me. And I wouldn't know who they are because they made these anonymous like screen names. And I just remember how that used to affect me and how much I hated it. And I'd be sitting in class and I'd be looking around thinking, who's the one that that created this screen name? Who's the one that's talking to me? And just think it's gotten like 10 times worse from there. You know, now in this day and age, I mean, just being bombarded on Instagram and Facebook I really feel like cyberbullying has been a, a pretty big problem. Absolutely. And I think
0: just it's it's a problem for parents nowadays, for, for school officials, and everybody that's really trying to uh, focus on the educational part of it and building good friendships with people at school. It's supposed to be a good experience, right? And this whole thing has made school a bad experience. It's been troubling for some kids to even go to school because bullying is such a problem. And it follows you home when it, when it continues on social media and Snapchat and Instagram. So... I'm always going to be able to encourage my kids to have a strong, confident mind and not really rely on social media for anything. I'm not, we're a big, firm believer in my household to not even put phones in their hands until they turn responsible enough to even handle these types of situations. So 15, 16, that's some, something that I'm thinking of, that they don't need a phone. They don't need to expose themselves to social media until they hit an age where they feel like they're a little bit more emotionally responsible.
1: I think that's really, really good advice. And I have a feeling my, uh, my sister, who might be listening right now, um, she brought these wonderful, my niece and nephew into this world. They're the greatest. And she's been doing a pretty good job as well as kind of keeping them off TikTok and Instagram and some of those other places. Um, so I'm of the same be- belief as you, Lex, Lex for sure. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, which actually this one is fascinating. And this is the term FOMO which for those of you do not know is the fear of missing out. So basically with this one, it's looking at social media, seeing what everybody's up to and thinking, man... I am just not having as good of a time as these people. Look at my 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 former roommate, she's in uh California now. She moved into this wonderful mansion out there. She's living her dreams. Um and then my uncle, he's doing this. He started this business. Look at him with his kids. He's so happy. And and it's just so easy to kind of compare yourself to other people. Have you seen this Lex just in terms of, you know, people kind of comparing themselves to others and thinking, "Man, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm missing out. That's
0: 95% of social media. They feel like they want you to believe that they're actually something more than what it really is. Like I'm on a flight to Fiji or I'm having five-star meals every single night of the week. Yeah, look, look at me. I'm doing some rich and famous stuff, but I can barely pay my bills. It's <laughs> one of those things that you really need to get your priorities together and, and find out that everybody everything you see on social media is not actually what it is and you know just distancing yourself from that and just you know staying alert that you know you're not getting depressed off of seeing your friends go on vacation to fiji every weekend so it's i've seen crazy things where people actually set up these uh these different scenes to make it look like they're in a helicopter outside of a window and just so they can post it on social media or they rent out little uh scenes to make it look like they're on an airplane on a private jet have you seen those things brian
1: i i have in fact this is where this gets really really crazy there was somebody that made a, a documentary online i'm, I'm going to send it to you lex when i find it and it was basically a documentary about people who will go somewhere to take a picture to show that they were there to make it seem like they were doing something And then they don't actually go do the thing. So, for instance, they may drive over to um, like a local club downtown and they may get out of their car, take a selfie in front of the, the club, and then they get back in their car and they go home. And then they post on social media, oh, my gosh, crazy night out at the club with the girls and the guys. Oh, my gosh. And then there's probably a bunch of people that are looking at that going, wow, she's out having a good time. She's out at the club. But really, she's in bed doing nothing that night. Right. Um, I I just think that's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. It's
0: for clicks, man. That's all it is. It's for clicks and likes. And some people do this as a job. So don't really believe everything you see on social media. It's not real.
1: Do you think, you kind of touched on it a little bit, do you think there's been a little bit more pressure now with having social media, of having to show people that you're doing better than you're doing um, in terms of the cars you drive or where you live or the appliances you own or things like that? Do you feel that that's kind of like made people spend their money in really stupid ways because they're They're kind of comparing themselves to to other people.
0: It's a false sense of security. Like you need that affirmation from people. You need that uh, confirmation from people that say, hey, this guy's doing awesome. And I want people to know that. When in actuality, probably nobody gives a S about what you're doing. Nobody cares about the car you drive. Nobody cares about how many times you went to Florida or Texas or Las Vegas. People really don't give a shit, honestly. And uh, you think people do. And I think that's why you feel like you feel it necessary to post a lot of people should be posting more for themselves, relaying real stories and real ambitions and real failures. I think that's going to have a better better a better uh, a link with people, a better relationship with people online than posting fake stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think one good question to ask is if you're constantly posting pictures of whatever, a car, or you're posting pictures of whatever the case might be, the beach or whatever, what is your reason for posting it really? I mean, do you, are you really somebody that enjoys, like you feel like this is adding value to society to show pick people like pictures of all your cars, or are you doing it because you need some sort of like self-validation of some kind? It's a good question, right? Unless it's your job, like if you're doing
0: things for your job and you're branding yourself, I could totally understand why you're doing what you're doing. Or if you're a foodie or if you're on a weight loss journey or uh, you work on cars and and your job is to just find the best picture of a Lamborghini or Ferrari, I could understand those things. But if you're fake blasting on social media just to get clicks and likes, I think we need to reevaluate what you're really doing on there. People want to see real stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. So So, so far, we've got cyberbullying as being a big problem. We've got the fear of missing out, or FOMO, as the kids like to call it. This is probably, in my opinion, the one that's causing the most damage to society, especially amongst our youth, and that is unrealistic expectations. So, basically, people are looking at social media and comparing themselves to people, And thinking that other people have it so much better than they do and that is just a big driver of depression of anxiety and the reason we know that is we can look at the studies we can look at all the research that's being done and I think it's since 2010 the levels of anxiety and depression have just been rising continually since that year and it all correlates to Facebook and Instagram so basically, we're looking at people and thinking, wow, their body looks so much better than mine. It looks like they have so much more money than I do. They have nicer things than I do. And you almost compare it to your life and you're thinking, man, I just, I just live in a small apartment. I, I work a normal job. Maybe I'm not as good as everybody else. Uh, Lex, I'm assuming you've noticed this as well, unrealistic expectations. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Unfortunately, it's not going away anytime soon. We're living in an era right now where people are making hundreds and millions of dollars on YouTube by doing these unrealistic things in their life. And we just have to learn to deal with it. It's going to be there. I think it's just building this self-confidence in yourself that your life doesn't need to be compared to somebody else's life. Just like when we relate this to a health and fitness aspect, like your journey your page 1. You shouldn't re- relate that or compare that to somebody else's page 42 in their journey. So, that's great. It's just it's just finding out who you are, being confident in your journey, being confident in having patience and then being confident in yourself and what you're doing with your life because you if you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, if you're just starting out with a new job that you quit and you're starting something else, that journey is going to be a lot different than you see somebody else on Instagram who's made millions doing the same thing that you're doing right now. So, Uh, it's fun to look at. It's fun to to say, hey, I want to get there one day, but don't get down on yourself about those things.
1: Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And when it comes to unrealistic expectations, I think the other thing that we can focus on as well is it is really, really easy to make it look like you look better online than you actually do. And there's a couple things. You have the ability to contort your body if you're taking selfies or something like that to make it look like you're fitter than you are. We have Photoshop these days where you can edit pictures of yourself to make yourself look better. We have filters out there to make your skin tone look better. Um, That is a major problem.
0: Yeah, You're, crazy. No, I was just I was just com- complimenting your 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 comments there. It's just crazy, man.
1: It is. It really really is. And that's something that we have to keep in mind is I feel like, you know, these, you know, Caitlyn Jenner and Kylie Jenner and all these influencers, what are they all doing to make themselves look good? They are using these filters, they are photoshopping their images. And just imagine being a young girl that's in middle school or high school and looking at those photos and thinking you know oh kylie's body is perfect i i'm nowhere near that right. i could totally see where that would cause some issues don't you probably agree with that
0: absolutely it's hard to, to, to not compare yourself to those things and again i think it all starts from uh the conversations at home and the conversations amongst your friends just building that self-confidence so you're not comparing yourself and getting down to yourself about it but it's hard it's hard to avoid it's everywhere
1: you turn it really is. And fr- from the fitness aspect, I would think you've noticed this as well. Do you feel like it is really, really easy to make your body just look way better and make yourself look younger online? I mean, y- you've noticed it, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, different angles. You can make your butt look bigger. You can do all these type different things that are going to be make your waist look smaller. It's just these things are unrealistic sometimes. and. Um, You just have to learn that that stuff isn't actuality. There's different angles, there's different cameras, there's different lenses that can make you look better than you actually look. But uh, never, never um, replace hard work with different camera angles. Still put in the work, still put in
1: your effort. And you can actually see those things without having to skew your your image. Yeah. And that actually relates to the next one, which really we kind of jumped ahead a little bit, which is negative body image. Yeah. And I mean, it is a major, major problem. And when you really think about it, you go back to the 1980s, the 1990s. The only time we really could like compare ourselves to other people was really going to be like magazines on the magazine shelf or watching TV, like some Scarlet in a in a movie or something. Those were the only people that we had to kind of compare ourselves to. But now there are just you know, millions of people online that are all posting selfies and pictures of themselves, and it has just made the problem way, way worse. Yeah. And then I think another area we can go with that too, Lex, is I feel like we've taken health and fitness, the exercise component. It used to be for health. Right. It used to be for feeling better and, and just bettering yourself. Now I feel it's for attention. It's, you know, how big can I make my butt? How how big can I make my arms? How good can I look so other people will pay attention to me? What would be the word for that? A little bit more like self-absorption maybe, or I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word.
0: I mean, yeah, you're just kind of self-absorbed in yourself and you've lost touch with what you're supposed to be doing. First of all, is longevity uh, looking better, feeling better, all in one, and it's not just focusing on... Uh, now, everybody has their different goals of what's going to drive them, but I think we need to get back to the point where we're focusing on health and fitness, uh, being able, being strong, and just being comfortable
1: with our body. Yeah, that makes total sense. Good advice. Let's go to, to number six, which is actually, this is pretty important, and I think there's a big reason for number six, which is unhealthy sleep patterns. Yeah, And I think this relates to a big issue, which is... Just imagine, like, again, we're going to go back to the 1980s, the 1990s, how when we were laying around in bed at night, like, what did we used to do? Like, it was either you read a magazine or you pretty much just stared at the ceiling, right? There was, like, nothing else to do. Right. Now, before we're supposed to be winding down and getting ready to go to bed— now our brains are stimulated and we're looking at negative things we're looking at things that are that are getting our brains going and that just creates a just a bad pattern right there Um, so we've had a lot of health experts lately that have said hey you really shouldn't be looking at a screen before you go to bed you should really be you know reading or doing something that's not going to involve that um, have you noticed that, Lex, with any of your clients or yourself personally, where you feel like um, sleep issues have been a big problem lately? I think it's just a, something you do. You catch up
0: on social media when your kids go to bed, and uh, that's you know that's something that I'm guilty of. I, I, I can scroll my phone, and sometimes I'm looking at the big UFC fight, or I'm looking at what happened in the sports world today, and then you're looking at different broadcasters posting different things, or if a big football game was up. I want to see what Aaron Rodgers said, had to say after the game. and you, you, you fall into this whirlwind of different posts and all of a sudden an hour goes by, um, you know, everybody's sleeping and it's already 1130. So I'm guilty of it too. It's something that I need to work on. It's something that, um, I always advise to make sure that you spend enough time, limit your time on social media, limit your time on the phone. Um, there's a lot of things going on that you're missing around you and that you could really put some more focus on. A lot of that has to do with your sleep getting adequate amount of sleep because you can't get the body in your want in my profession uh, if you're not sleeping enough to recover. So that's going to be a big uh, component of your health and fitness and making sure that you're prioritizing that and making sure that we put away the phone when it's time to put away the phone and uh, focus on your recovery.
1: Have there been any, let's say, uh, patterns or anything that you've developed to try to better your own social media habits? Like, you know, you'll hear some people say, I set a rule that I can only check social media once in the morning and once in the evening, like I've done that in the past. Or I'm going to make a rule that I'm going to have a separate Instagram that I look at that only has like positive good stuff. And I won't open my other Instagram unless it's for like business purposes. Do you have anything that you've tried in your life? Any strategies for your own social media usage? Like does anything come to mind for that? I think just unfollowing the the, the negative fillers that that. You don't really
0: need to look at if it doesn't add value to your life if it's not important to your actual your being right now i think it's it's time for you to unfollow those people and unfollow those accounts because they're not going to do you any good so just something that i've tried um it, it's tough for me as a business owner because i have to post i have to i have to share different tweets i have to create different content for different uh, you know social media avenues and platforms it's tough for me to kind of separate those two because i could go from working to sharing a reel with my brother or my mom or, and and then posting something for my business. So it's tough for me to find that balance. And uh, I think it's something that I continue to work on. Like I am human, just like everybody else. I'm trying to work through these things. So uh, just trying to separate yourself, spend some more time in the now with the kids and uh, with my family.
1: And I think that's going to be more important than anything that social media could offer me. Yeah. That's some really, really good advice there. Just a couple things I've done that I'd just like to add to that. Um, I briefly mentioned it, I have an Instagram that I started and I only follow like positive, good people and positive businesses. And that is the Instagram that I like to check. So I'll have like a lot of athletes that I follow that I look up to, um, public speakers, various people that just, you know, I feel like just give me a positive light. And then that gets me away from all the junk and the negativity. Uh, Unfortunately, I am into politics and I enjoy politics, but it can be a drag. Looking at like political speakers.
0: Yeah, I think it's time for all of us to do a social media cleanse of your followers and following. Right
1: after this, this is this is your your heads up. It is. I think it's a good decision to like just do a self kind of a analysis and just say, okay, when I look at my feed, what makes me upset when I look at it? Is there anything that's ticking me off, or is there somebody that I just feel like is negative energy? Like Lex just said, that's a really good opportunity to say. Maybe I don't need to unfriend them, but maybe I can just unfollow them. Because we all know if you unfriend somebody, that could cause some big problems. But at least you can unfollow them. So I think that's a really, really good um, suggestion as well, what Lex just gave. And let's get to just number seven here, the final one, which is just general addiction to social media. Here's a good story for you, Lex, and I'm sure you've noticed something similar When I got on my elevator um, this morning, I get on the elevator. There's three other people on the elevator with me. And when we hit the button to go down to the parking garage, the door closes. Instantly, within like a second, everybody (laughs) takes their phone out and starts looking at their phone. Everybody, including myself. And I'm sitting there and I have this thought in my head and I'm like, we're all looking at our phones right now. Nobody's talking to anybody, but we're just so... I think addicted to the fact that when we're not doing anything, when we're not stimulated, we have to look at our phones. It's like we have to be doing something. Our brains are just, think Think about like people that sit on the toilet and it's like back in the day you used to have like a reader's digest there or something, but now everybody's looking at their phones have you kind of noticed that same addiction where we're kind of always looking at it?
0: Yeah, it's like it's driving you. I mean, those cell phone companies know. The, the social media platforms know what, what drives you, whether that's a notification or an email or or a notification from the app that you have a friend request, or they want you to keep looking at your phone. That's how they're going to drag you into these advertisements, drag you into something that's off-topic to get you to buy something, or, or sign up for something, or, or or look at a newsletter, or look at an email. A lot of these social media platforms now really know how to, how to get you to look at the phone, and they're doing a really damn good job of it, and uh,
1: it's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah, that is really really scary. And I think uh, one thing we've seen from the documentaries that have been released, especially the one on Netflix that came out. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but the they social project I oh, think Oh, right? yeah, that was it. Anybody that wants to just realize like how engineered social media is to just make us addicted to what they're offering us. Watch that documentary. It's the scariest thing. They literally have engineers out there that have figured out how to get us emotionally involved to keep staring at those screens. The more we stare at those screens, the more advertising money they make, the more clicks that they get. Um, I mean, it's just, it's terrible. And Mark Zuckerberg will never admit (laughs) it. And, you know, but that is what they're trying to do is keep us addicted to those things.
0: Have you ever been a victim of talking about something and then looking at your phone about two minutes later, and then all of a sudden you have an ad for it or targets popping up with that, that thing that you were just talking about two minutes ago? You know, it's crazy.
1: Isn't that weird? Creepy. creepy it is. Creepy. You, there's no other explanation other than they're listening. <laughs> they are listening, and it is so scary. You search for something on Google, and then 10 minutes later, you're on Facebook, and an ad pops up for it. I mean, it's just the craziest thing. Yeah, like, dang, I need diapers, and all of a sudden, I get a 10,000 ads for diapers
0: at Target. You know, it's crazy. It's it, weird. It really is.
1: Well, we really today wanted to focus on this area of social media. It's been a lightning rod topic, and we just wanted to give you guys something to think about, you know, really thinking, you know, about if you have kids out there, this is something really important to think about, like the the cyberbullying aspect and the body image aspect, even if you're an adult. We talked today about doing some self-analysis, really looking and going, am I following people on social media that aren't adding any value to me? Is there anything I'm looking at on social media that's causing me to feel fear, anxiety? Am I looking at too much news? So we really wanted to just get everybody thinking about that today. And hopefully you got some stuff from this podcast where you can do some self-analysis and, and really think about that. Anything you wanted to add, Lex, uh, kind of in to uh, end the topic today?
0: No, it's great. I think it's important for for us to touch on these topics and get a fresh perspective of health and wellness Uh, because a lot of this has to do with our mental health and our emotional health and not only just our physical health that we talk about it's all that we can do to maintain a you know a healthy standing in our lives and just overall improve the wellness in our lives so a lot of this stuff is going to be posted on YouTube and Facebook and uh, full episodes coming up so you can give your feedback, your instant feedback through the comments and some messages and send us some emails. We want to get your feedback on this. Should we keep talking about this kind of stuff? Should we uh, really dive into this topic further? It's something that we want to help improve our, uh, our, our podcast on the season two uh, in this 2023 season here. So uh, we're looking to help to improve, get better, and, and really expand on these topics and make for more
1: interesting uh, discussion and conversation yeah i love it i love it well we just want to thank everybody for tuning in today as always if you enjoyed this episode or any of our prior episodes please feel free to share this with any friends or family that you feel would benefit lex and i are very passionate about this and we are trying to get the message of health fitness and wellness out to the people so we would appreciate your help Um, if you haven't left us a review yet on itunes that helps us out greatly or on spotify if you can leave us a quick review and as lex mentioned make sure to give us a follow on social media you can find us on our Facebook page, the Flex Talk Podcast. Um, do, do, we're on uh, Twitter now too, Lex, correct? Yes, I'm trying to get you guys on board before we go to L.A. You know, it, It's, <laughs> it's going to happen
0: pretty soon, and I want whoever's with us on board to get on quickly because we're,
1: we're blowing up here to the, I moon, love it. to the moon. I love it. If you wanted an autographed Lex picture, now's the time to do it before he gets too famous. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you all have a great weekend. Have a good one.